Oh. What's up, everybody? It's Kenny King's fat ass, as always, with my boy Dustin Downham. How you doing, Raider Way? What's good today? <laughs> doing better than you, apparently. <laughs> we gonna start starting this show off with a bang. It's been a good day, left and right. <laughs> it's it's been a day, hasn't it? It's been a great day. Had a had a nice little nice little Twitter beef that that I, I deleted because I'm I'm better than that. That wasn't even so, like that wasn't even a Twitter beef. That was like Twitter slices of salami or some shit. Like it wasn't even a full fledged yeah. beef. It was like, like six tweets long. That guy really wanted the beef. Like I mean, literally, like every other thing was talking about sucking beef. And so, look, whatever you do, bud, just find yourself and be happy with whoever you are and whoever you whoever you end up with. That said, we got football to talk about. Raiders have started camp. They, they're 10 days in. Pads are on. We're starting to see some things. Um, the title of this show is It's Getting Chippy, and we got to address that right now because it started out as, you know, them talking about, you know, Tashawn said they got chippy, um, and then there was a article that went out with Dove Kleeman saying that Franchise quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and star pass rusher Max Crosby got into it, which Deshaun didn't say. He said it got chippy, and Crosby was forced to take a lap afterwards. Well, good old Vinny Bonsignor cleared things up. With all due respect, this did not happen. Max ran a, la Max ran a lap for jumping off sides, which Jimmy induced with a hard count. Jimmy gave Max some playful shit for getting into it, getting into it in the jump, and there was no scuffle. That's I mean, it. Do we really think Max is going to put hands on Jimmy? Nobody's going to put hands on Jimmy. I knew, I knew from the moment that Tashawn said it got chippy, I knew that it was just talking. I knew, I knew yeah. it was talking back and forth. I know that Max isn't a fucking idiot, and Max isn't going to go out there and be like, "Oh, let me, let me just fight the quarterback." Like nobody does that shit. And so, the fact that people. So we all wanted to run with it. Let's be honest. We all wanted to run with the narrative. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, we wanted to, um, but we know we know that it's not true. We know that it's not something that's, that's going to happen. Max isn't dumb enough to do that. Um, and also, if Max and Jimmy actually got into a fight, Max would be running a lot more than a lap. Okay? Yeah. This isn't this isn't a, a Draymond Jordan Poole situation where, you know, Jordan Poole's expendable and Max is going to go on a, a, a year. I shouldn't say that because I got people who really love Jordan Poole and I don't want. Yeah, him, don't so. don't piss off your Warriors fans. You know, not even my Warriors fans. Just one Warriors fan in particular. I don't want to piss off because she will get mad, and uh, yeah, that won't be good. <laughs> so we're not going to go on a, a media tour. I'm not going to go on a media tour talking about that. What we will go on a media tour talking about is 
the fact that Jimmy's been getting out there and he's been talking shit and, you know, you've got a quarterback. Look, I love Derek. Derek's awesome. But you got a quarterback who's going out there, who's who's running his mouth, who's talking shit, you know. <laughs> Holy you know, I think Max would hit Max would hit a role player if, if he, if, you know, not like a special team. Yeah, like not in the face without, you know, not like to the not to the extent of, of Bill Romanowski where he's going to break a, a face or something like that. But, you know, he might throw a punch in, in practice. We saw Travis Kelsey do it, you know, twice, twice, you know, <laughs> in one practice. It happens. It happens. You know, shout out Raider Tim. Uh, Raider Tim's always a, a friend of the pod. He's always listening to us. Good guy. Uh, make sure you guys give him a follow. He's a, he's a good dude. He came out to the tailgate a couple times. I'm not going to post uh, Raider Rooms next. If he says anything else about my guy Draymond, I will put him on timeout because I love Draymond. <laughs> um, but getting back into it, Jimmy's been Jimmy's been getting after it and talking shit in the locker room, talking shit in the weight room, talking shit on the field. And you you hear guys talking about things are things feel different this year. What what's your take on that? No, I think I think you've got a different energy. You know, I mean everybody's been so used to Derek. He gets out there and he, I'm sure he, you know, he jabs his own little certain ways, but it's, it's probably a different level of shit talking than these guys are used yeah. to, you know, the, you figure Max has been there. His whole, his whole tenure with the Raiders has been with Derek. So this is his first new quarterback that's out there maybe a little bit mouthy. You know, he, he likes messing with the guys and this and that, you know, I think it's, I think it's good for him. You know, give yeah. them that that little bit of edge that they maybe didn't have before. And yeah. like you said, everybody's been saying there's a noticeable shift in how things are done. Um, I yeah. can't remember exactly who said it. It might have been Vinny. He said there's there's a noticeable crispness that these guys get in and out of the huddle. Um, you know, uh, just a general command of things. And I think you can put that you can attribute that to Jimmy being in McDaniel's system before, even though it was what, seven years ago or whatever. Um, you know, I think there, that familiarity is what's giving him that, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to lead this offense. And even Chandler Jones says the offense seems more efficient and, yeah. uh, what did he say? More, there was a specific word he said, but I can't remember exactly more successful this yeah. season. Yeah. I think that you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think the biggest thing is you have Jimmy who was in that system and here's the thing, even though it was seven years ago, you still remember what it was like playing for that coach and what the mm -hmm. expectations were. I can go back to 20 years ago when I was in college and I can still tell you exactly what my coaches expected of me. You know, I can go back to high school and tell you what my coaches expected of me. I can go back to, you know, to Pop Warner and tell you what my coaches expected. That never gets out of your head. That that always stays ingrained inside your head. And you, you keep that, you know. Um, so, you know, as a Raider fan, I like to see that. You had that with Rich Gannon. Like you said, Derek probably, you know, talked a little different shit. You know, we know everybody talks a little bit, right? You know, I, I talk to Sean Merriman all the time, and, and he tells me that Philip Rivers was the most polite shit talker. He would talk all this shit but wouldn't cuss. And he oh, said yeah. it just gets under your skin because you're like, dude, like – <laughs> Shut up. Cussing. Yeah, cussing like, or something like but <laughs> but but we as Raider fans we would see it because he's just always John, 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 and it's annoying. And it mm -hmm. gets to the point where it's like you get, you know, they get they get in your head. 
Yeah. You know, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that there's some dogs out there. You've got a dog at quarterback. You know, obviously, you know, Jimmy's not not the guy that everybody wanted, but he's the guy that we got. And I'm going to ride with him. And until, you know, until he's not under center, that's our quarterback. You know, if if Aiden comes in, then Aiden comes in. And I'm liking what I'm hearing about Aiden. Talk about uh, Aiden a little bit and what you're hearing about Aiden out of camp. Well, I know when they talked to Renfro the other day, they're saying that his his accuracy, he said he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks that he's ever caught a ball from. Um, everybody, he's been knocking off 20-yard completions downfield to Jacoby Meyer, you know, whoever he's running with. It sounds like he's got a really crisp ball. So it's – and he gets it out. What um, Hondo was saying is he may hold it a little too long. He said he's he's looking at holding it about three seconds. Hondo says it's got to be out in like two and a half. Yeah. You know, so he's he's got a little bit of work there to to get his ball out a little bit faster, but it sounds like everything has been accurate and on the spot. You know, you've seen a couple of videos with him tossing one down. I think it was Jacoby Meyer. He he put it right over the top of him, laid out for it, and just landed right in the end zone. So yeah. and again, that's not against any kind of coverage. You know, they're in shorts at that point, but still, you know, it's it's, it's, it's nice interesting to, to hear. Yeah. It's interesting to hear. It's nice to see. Um, you like to see some videos out of camp. You like to see some pictures out of camp. Um, we haven't seen much, you know, through the through the OTAs. Yeah. You know, it's it's been very, very, very much under wraps, um, which is a, a big change from before. Mm-hmm. You know, with Gruden, we had hard knocks. We had, you know, we had a lot of videos. There was, you know, a little bit more leniency with with what's shown. And now you're kind of seeing the the McDaniel's way. I'm not going to say the Patriot way because it's not the Patriot way. It's it's McDaniel's way, and and because he did the same thing in Denver. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know you're seeing you're seeing a little bit, but you're not seeing enough. You know, yeah. and I, I kind of like it. You don't see what's behind the curtain, and you know they don't show a lot in preseason. Um, but what I do want to see in preseason is I I would like to see Jimmy out there. Uh, under center a couple of times just to, you know, get that game scenario, get that game feel, um, you know, and, and see these young guys get out there. You know, I don't think we need to see Devontae at all. Um, I don't think we need to see much of Michael Mayer, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think, I think that, he's at, you know, uh, as advertised, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that he needs to prove a whole lot at this point. No, you know, I don't I, I think with the way that Hunter's been playing in camp, I don't think we need to see Hunter Renfro in preseason, to be honest with you. Um, I'm excited you know, to see uh, Trey Tucker. I'm excited to see Tucker. Um, you know, I want to see these young guys. I want to see who, you know, who are our four, five, and six are going to be. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not worried about the one, two, three. We know who one, two, three is. Who's going to take that four, five, six? Who's going to be that that TE2, the, you know, the TE3? You know, personally, I think it's probably going to be Hooper and Horstead. Uh, we see, you know, O.J. Howard's out already, um, mm-hmm. you know, and people – People got mad at me because I said my mayor must be balling in practice because I thought that I thought that mayor was going to get cut like I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're just going to outright cut their second round pick this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that should have gone in the first. Yeah, so, seriously. Yeah. You know, so. So th- those are the things that I look at. As we as we look turn and, and shift focus, um, you know, still staying on offense, but looking now in the offensive backfield. Um what are your thoughts on what you've seen from Zamir White so far? Um, everything I've been hearing that he's just bulldozing everybody. 
He's just yeah. he's put on a little bit of weight and he's still as explosive as he was last year. So if you can, I mean, if you can pump up the weight and still maintain your speed and agility and everything, then he may have a legit shot to, you know, assuming Josh doesn't come back. I'm here. I read somewhere that there may be some more tweaks that they're trying to work out with the, the contract situation with Josh to try and get him in. But if Josh doesn't show, I mean, Zamir's kind of next man up, wouldn't you think? I mean, you've got Abdullah and Bolden. Yeah. But those guys, I feel like I feel like Abdullah is in on passing downs. He's yeah, kind of that scat back. back, like yeah, he's he's gonna catch it out of the out of the backfield and everything. But yeah. um, Bolden, you know, he's he's an up the gut runner, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. But Zamir, he can bounce it out. He can go up the gut. You know, I think he I think he works a little bit better outside of the tackles than inside, but. You know, that's just on the limited basis that we've seen him. He's had some good in-between-the-tackles runs, but I, I like to see him bounce it out on the edge if he can get out. Yeah. One thing that stands out to me um, is, like you said, he bulked up and, you know, he looks he looks like he's ready to play pro football. Last year he didn't look ready to play pro football. He he had flashes where he was looking good, but, um, you know, he, he was still kind of had that quote-unquote baby weight um you know and just molded that right and molded that into an nfl type running back style or, or body type um you know looking at the josh jacobs situation uh one of the things i liked was the you know dave ziggler's comments which pretty much alluded to you know they they want to get you know something done this year and based off of the performance this year this is my takeaway from it was based off the performance this year he could potentially have a multi-year deal after that because obviously they can't give him a multi-year deal this year, but if you give him a little bit more money this year, give him some incentives, um, and then you know at the end of the season you say, okay, well let's let's do this, let's let's get a let's get a multi-year deal done, um, and keep Josh in silver and black, hopefully for the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're committed to a guy like Josh, you know you then you need to make it known. Yeah, basically yeah. I think I saw it was it was Ziegler on. Um, whatever the show is called that they, that they put out that the Raiders behind put the out. Shield, I believe. Yeah. Behind the shield. He, he said it was basically a matter of they ran out of time to find that common ground. He goes, we were headed in the right direction, but we just kind of ran out of time in my head. I'm going, you guys had a lot of time. Yeah. How long did you wait? You know, how, how did you not take it seriously? Did you didn't think he wasn't actually going to sign it? You know, what, what was the deal there? Yeah. But He's from everything that Ziegler was saying, and of course he's not going to say, you know, oh yeah, we're you know we're having issues or anything like that. Right. He's just going to say that they ran out of time and they were close. Yeah. So I think if they if they're going to stick with Josh, then they need to figure out a way to get him in camp and basically assure him a contract this coming free agency period. Absolutely, and I think that that's that's got to be the focus, right? Um, now, as we switch, as we shift to, uh, gears to the defensive side of the ball, um, Max is Max, and uh, you know Max is is a Max beast. is going to Max. Yeah, Max is going to Max. Max has been a beast. Um, you've got um, Chandler Jones, who's looking lean and mean, and looks completely transformed than what he did last season. I think towards the end of the season last year is where he started to come around. Um, you know, but he looks, he looks ready to go. Um, he, yeah, I think he understands that he didn't have a good season last year. Um, he understands that he needed to step it up. He's getting paid this kind of money 
to be here to be you know a pass rusher. Um, I, I expect a big season out of, out of Chandler Jones. Um, you know, around the tackles, there's there's some question marks. Um, you know, I was on a podcast yesterday talking about Neil Farrell Jr. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy that I think could be on the cusp of not being on this team, you know, because he wasn't a practice. He's, he's been missing practices, I, whatever it is, little injuries or, or whatnot. Um, you're not hearing a lot about him um, in practice. You're not hearing a lot coming out of camp. Um, you know, and then you've got you've got Byron Young, who the Raiders or who the Raiders drafted early. Um, mm-hmm. and you've got you know you've got some guys that are stepping up. Um, what are your thoughts on Neil Farrell and, and the potential of him not being on this team? I think it's interesting because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the roster and looking at the sizes of these defensive tackles that they've got, and he's by far the heaviest one on the team, mm-hmm. listed at 325. Um, everybody else is in the high two nineties, low three hundreds. So he's a, he's a gap filler, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, I stand corrected. John Jenkins is three hundred twenty-seven. So okay, you've got two guys that are three twenty-five plus. But um, with Farrell missing practices, he's you know he's going into his second year. Yeah, it's the same system, but your role might be different based on who's around you. You know, um, <laughs> what's up, Serge? Um, so <laughs> we got, yeah, you've got Farrell and Jenkins right there at 325. And yeah. with, with Byron Young being there as well, I think Byron Young's, he's got a, a wider range of what he can do. You know, yeah. he's, he's very aggressive. You see him come out of Alabama, just tearing up the inside offensive line. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if I'm got to lean one way or the other, it's, it's tough, man. Because I mean they're they're very different. Because Young is sitting at 292 and fast, you know mm-hmm. he's he's a little more violent I think than from the limited t- time that I've seen Farrell play um, in in Graham's defense. So I'm I'm curious to see which one of them gets back to practice first and starts making the impression. Because I think that's well, gonna, what's going to come down to is who can make a bigger yeah. impression in the shortest amount of time. And I think that I think the clock is ticking on Farrell. And the reason why I also think that is remember last year he was a healthy scratch a lot, you know, and we we found out that you know it was not due to his ability on the field, it was more of his inability to mature. You know, we mm-hmm. there was a lot of issues there where he wasn't he was showing up late to meetings, um, you know, he wasn't taking things seriously. Um, I likened him to an Eddie Vanderdose where you know it's just you know, has has the ability, just doesn't really, didn't really put it together, doesn't really care, you know, and I'd like for him to prove me wrong there, um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, a position group that I'm also really excited about is the de- the defensive backfield. Um, you know, you look at, you know, the addition of Marcus Peters, um, you've got Ja'Cory Bennett, who I know um, our guy Raider Room is very high on, um, starter. You know, I, I'm sorry. He's got to be a day one starter. He's got to be. He's got to be. You know. But this this defensive backfield, I'm I'm excited about. You've got you've got some guys out there that can play. You've got some guys that can get after it. Um, I think Trayvon Merrick has a big jump this year. I think Nate Hobbs has a big jump because Tra- you know, and you got Chris Smith coming in. I'm excited about him. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some guys that you're excited about on this defense? Well, one guy that I've been I've been hyping since last season is out. I think he's going to have a really good season. I, I know you're laughing, but I, I 
had a hot take today. I think he finishes the season with three or more interceptions because he's, he seems like he's been getting after it in practice. Um, he's picked mm-hmm. off Jimmy twice. You know, a matter of fact, today the defense had, I think, five plus interceptions, two yeah. of them off of Jimmy and then three off of, you know, Hoyer and O'Connell. So this, this is an interesting shift that we're seeing from this defensive backfield where they're not afraid to go get the ball. Yeah. And I saw a tweet come out. I think it might have been from Mike Dixon. Um, Peters dropped an interception, immediately drops to the ground, 10 push-ups. So there's there's a level of accountability that I don't think was there before. You know, you've got vets like like Peters coming in and instilling this, okay, you know, see old Seawood's old saying, see ball, get ball. See ball, get ball. So I'm I'm really high on Polamau switching between safety and uh, and linebacker. It seems like he's yeah. been kind of fluid between those two positions. And then in the 88 snaps that he played last season, you saw him playing in the box a lot. Yes. So um, Polamau is he's a guy. Yeah, I'm excited about him going against Kelsey. I think that he's he's a guy that can that can probably go out there and shut down Kelsey, and that's what we need. Well, wow, that's that's pretty lofty. Because I mean, he's I mean, pull him out is only two hundred and five pounds, dude. Kelsey's Kelsey's big. Hey, he's he's Samoan though. <laughs> he's got that heart. <laughs> he's got that heart. Choo-hoo! Come on now. <laughs> now, see, and I'm, got, I'm also pumped about Marcus Epps too, though. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot to be excited about in this in this backfield. I'm listing. I'm looking at the entire roster, and there's there's a bunch of guys on here that I'm excited about. Shelley. Uh, you know, Hobbs, obviously, David Long, Marcus Peters, Amik, you know, he's he's in the mix. So you've, yeah. it's going to be really hard to slim this roster down come cut time and figure out who your defensive backs are going to be. Yeah, and you, you know, the crazy thing is going into going into this, this offseason, right, our biggest question mark was the DBs. You know, it's like, what, what are the DBs going to look like? And now we, we say, okay, we've got We've got some depth here. We've got some guys that can play. We're gonna we're gonna have to make some, you know, we're gonna have to make some some questionable cuts. But that's a good problem to have. I think the the biggest question mark now is that linebacking core. You know, you look at the linebackers, and uh, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold on this linebacking core. Now, the reason why I'm not so down on the defense as a whole because the defensive line is solid. The defensive backfield is solid. If the defensive line can get after it with with Max and Tyree and uh, and Chandler and you know and Isaac Kush, um, yeah, I called him Isaac Kush because that's he's Allison Kush's husband. Um, <laughs> you know, we know he's we know he's Mister Kush. So Mister um, Kush, yeah. So you you know you get you get those guys and get after it. You get some you know you've got Jerry Tillery who can, who can you know rush the quarterback. Um, you know you're going to have a rotation at defensive tackle. Um, I think that you know our DBs and our our defensive linemen are going to be the guys that are going to be instrumental to this linebacking core being decent. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where you know we're going to really need to see some help there. Shout out Joey, um, friend of the podcast too. Merrick, Joey. he thinks Merrick's going to have a breakout season, be a top seven safety. That is a lofty, lofty, lofty hot take. Um, let's I like mark it, it down. Let's let's write it down. I, I I like it. I mean, if we have a top seven safety, that's that's beautiful. And speaking of top sevens, we have three guys in the top twenty. 
You know, the, yep. the first time in I don't know how long. I don't think it's ever been I, since I was going to say, I don't know about ever. Yeah. You had Max, Tay, and Josh in the, in the top 20. Like, what is – break it down for people that don't understand the top 100, what that means for this team. So the, the top 100 for everybody that may not understand it as well as a lot of other Raiders fans and football fans in general, these are guys that they're, that are voted on around the league by the players. So these guys are the ones that are – and they're writing in their names, you know, saying this is a guy that is – he's one of the top 100 players in the league, you know, without a doubt. So to have three of these guys come up in the top 20, I still think Tay and Max – well, actually, I think all three of them were a little low. I think I think all three of them should have scraped into the top 10, 15 range. I could be being a little biased, but I think Tay is still in the top 10. Yeah. But, um, you know, for, for these three guys to be voted into the top 100, having not made the playoffs last year, having a pretty – pretty rocky season let's just put it that way but their individual performances were enough to warrant the league putting themselves on notice basically saying okay we got to watch out for these three guys yeah i think you know you you're hit the nail on the head with tay i mean tay is still in my opinion the best receiver in the league until he's dethroned and look i know the madden you know it was a 98 on madden they, they had to. They, yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't want to give him the gold plates this year. I, I get it. He'll he'll be a ninety nine by midseason. Like we, it's all right. they'll probably be a ninety nine by week two. Uniform anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's you seeing that. You look at Max. Max is a guy who's going to come out there, and I believe, and I'm not saying this as a Raider fan. I'm saying this as somebody who has watched Max, who has talked to Max who has studied Max's game, who has, you know, seen Max's work ethic. I believe, I strongly and firmly believe that Max will be defensive player of the year this season. I think that that is, that's his goal. That's his, you know, what he's striving for. And I believe that Max will be defensive player of the year this season. I mean, I think at this point, this is probably the best shot that he's had since he's been on the team. You've got Chandler across from you, second year in, in Graham's system. He's got some what seems to be some help in the in the defensive back section. You know, yeah. his whole tenure with the Raiders has been a, the defensive backfield has been a little fluid. Um, you know, things haven't been maybe up to par. But with that, those little pieces like that. But on his individual, um, on his individual performance alone, I mean, I think he should have had it last season or the season before. You know, yeah. I don't think he had any business losing to to Nick Bosa. What was that two years ago? Smaller bear. Well, that was uh well no, so his rookie year he lost the defensive rookie of the year to Nick. Oh, okay. Um and then I believe last year did Nick win I believe it was either Nick or JJ that won. I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. I think but... TJ won last year. Yeah, yeah, TJ. Sorry, not TJ. JJ Yeah, not, TJ won, not, won it last year. It was the year yeah. before that where yeah. Max led the league in pressures and and tackles for loss and all these other statistical categories except for sacks. And apparently you just need to be the sack leader to win defensive player of the year. And with those guys, I, I really feel that, that Max can be the sack leader this season. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table this year. Uh, I'm excited to see what this team does. Um you know, it's nice that football is back. We had the Hall of Fame game last night. Uh, lights went out. That was kind of 
kind of weird. You know, a Rod uh, sitting in the dark. <laughs> a Rod just enjoying the dark again. Um, he's like everyone else is freaking out. I love it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, I did a retreat. I did a retreat like this. This is give me some ayahuasca. We're good. I do my best thinking in the dark. <laughs> Seriously, we got Space B saying uh, wide receiver one, RB one, DE one, top five, LT. We have a foundation. I agree. I a agree. lot of pieces. You know, and then the right tackle, Jermaine Illuminor was a guy that was going to be that was slated to be in. And I just see a report from from Vinny and from Vic that Thayer Munford's making a push. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and Thayer Munford's a big boy. That's a, That's a big, big dude. dude. You know, so he's there's there's competition. I'm excited about that. You got guys that are that are competing. You know, it's not it's not a situation like, hey. I'm the starter. I got this job. And it's like, no, I'm going to come in here and take that job. No, so, that's what you want. You want that competition yeah. from top to bottom. You want and guys playing, playing as hard as they can, playing their asses off, getting after it. Every down. Every down. So getting into that, we're about to get it. We're about to head out of here. I'm going to leave you guys with something nice Dustin put together for us. And uh, I want you guys to just take a little video or watch this little video of uh, the camp. Creep on it. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com